Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome everyone to Fantasy Focus Live. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Lamarco. It's a solo pod. You know it's Saturday. You know what that means. Player trends, key injuries that you need to know before you set your lineups in Week 10. Once again, this show is on the fantasy-focused YouTube channel. So if you're listening back on the audio side and the podcast side, make sure you're checking us out on the YouTube channel because every Sunday we do our Sunday live start sit show. So make sure you're joining us live on YouTube every Sunday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. You just saw the intro. Great, great show between Buck, myself, Jordan, Sky, Rye. We're all over the place, folks. We're just loving it. Make sure you're joining us every Sunday for that. But today, we're going to talk a little bit about some key injuries. Obviously, we know the big ones. Robert Woods, Big Ben, just breaking news just now uh, that are going to really impact your fantasy teams. But we're also going to talk a little bit about some other things today. Offensive line issues, you know, defensive injuries that can impact some of your start-sick questions. Like last week with Devonta Smith, little nugget got us some uh, got us some bucks in DFS because Devonta Smith went off, but the Chargers banged up. Uh, before we start, we want to make sure everyone's following us across the board at Fantasy Focus on YouTube, and make sure you're following them on Instagram as well and on Twitter. Make sure you're following Sky Kowasco at uh, TCKPod underscore Fantasy Football and myself at Fantasy Football X Factor on Instagram. Make sure you're following us all on Twitter. Myself, at Bobby Lamarco. You see my handle on the screen. At Sky Guasco. At Jordan Valley 7 You know, at Fantasy Focus, etc. Make sure you're following us across the board, guys. We have a lot of content across the board here. Make sure you're checking us out. Um, before we get started, I want to make sure that you know that all our episodes are part of the Believe Podcast Network are also brought to you by BetOnline AG. And we'll be back right after this for a quick commercial break. With Bet Online. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron and his teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, guys, listen, we're going to talk about some key player trends today and also key injuries that you need to know before setting your lineups. And first, let's dive into the injuries we always do. want to make sure we're talking through these as well um, in a broad spectrum. So first off, key one, Falcons at the Cowboys. Of course, we know the, the shakeup with Calvin Ridley still being out. He's been put on the pup list. Maybe he comes back in a couple weeks. And then the wide receiver situation has been all over the place. Gage, Ty J. Sharp had his moments. Uh, all the devious Nikitas had his moments last week. I'm not. I'm getting off the hamster wheel. It's just Kyle Pitts. Um, unless you can pinpoint which actual guy it's going to be. No, thank you. 
Um, other than that, the Falcons are pretty healthy. They do have some depth issues on the defensive side, but nothing really notable from that standpoint. The Dallas Cowboys, the big one really comes down to it's 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 Blake Jarwin. And Blake Jarwin being out last week, uh, Dalton Schultz actually led the team in routes. I know the game was weird. They actually sat Amari Cooper, and they also sat CeeDee Lamb late in that game. But seeing Dalton Schultz on the field that much, even in a really bad matchup against the Denver Broncos, he was able to put up a serviceable day. You know, with no Jarwin for the next couple weeks, we're talking full-time role. He's a locked-in starter for you guys. He's got to be in your lineups. Um, Tyron Smith, the left tackle, was out last week. It was a big deal against the Denver Broncos, but I don't see it happening again. I think the Cowboys figure it out this week, even with uh, Tyron Smith out. They did lose Randy Gregory, which is a big hit. That's basically their best pass rusher this season. Um, you know, And that's going to help Matt Ryan and company against this Dallas secondary overall. But Greg Zerline's on COVID. I brought this up on the Wednesday show. My sleeper kicker of the week, the Cowboys kicker. If you guys couldn't get – I mean, now i got to think twice about Chris Boswell because, you know, the big news with no uh, Big Ben. Dang, I just thought of that. I, got, I don't know if I can even start Chris Boswell this week. I know Mason Rudolph being in there is going to throw a huge wrench, even against Detroit, who's been, you know, they've they've shown up sometimes and then sometimes they don't. I don't know. Uh, it's going to have to be Elijah Najee Harris if they can run the football. Who knows? Um, so, you know, maybe you got to pivot. Maybe if you're a Chris Boswell fantasy football owner, um, Greg Joseph, for example, was a great pickup for the Minnesota Vikings. I also talked about the Dallas kicker this week that it's replacing Greg Zerline. Could be – no one's going to have him. Go look him up. He's – He's a fantastic. We talk about the Wednesday show. Go look it up. But yeah, overall, that that's that's basically the impacts there. Lions versus the Steelers. No Jamal Williams. Now, the loss of Big Ben, this game could be pretty low scoring. And I think that's you're gonna see, you know, the Steelers defense against running backs is really bad, but you're gonna see DeAndre Swift getting a ridiculous workload. So he's gotta be locked into your lineups as an RB2, even in a really bad matchup, because he's gonna get a lot of work with no Jamal Williams in the game. Eric Ebron should be back, but I think, listen, with Mason Rudolph now starting quarterback for this team this week, um, you know, I looked at Deontay Johnson's stats in the six full games in 2019 that he played with Mason Rudolph. Now, take this with a grain of salt. Deontay Johnson was a rookie and all that stuff, but listen, it wasn't great. I mean, under four receptions a game, under 50 yards a game, and a half a touchdown, three touchdowns in six games. In the full games, Mason Rudolph barely, I mean, he couldn't even finish games. He got knocked out twice um, in those games. So I think, uh, you know, Deontay is now a wide receiver 3-4 area. I'm not starting anybody else. I mean, listen, if, if James Washington or somebody goes off touche, I'm just not going to roll the dice. Pat Firemuth, uh, Eric Ebron's back. I just think that this kind of throws a cloud in front of all of it. And I wish I had better responses. But really, to be honest with you, I'm not excited about anybody with Mason Rudolph running the helm. But... The good news is they're playing Detroit. Deontay's probably still a wide receivers three slash four, and 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 Pat Firemuth because of the losses of Claypool, and there is no um, Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, maybe you can get away with a Pat Firemuth, but I'd rather play Dan Arnold this week, for example, if you have that option available. Even a Ricky Sills Jones potentially against Tampa Bay, if he was dropped, would be a better option, probably with Mason Rudolph at the helm. Let's jump down to the Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. And listen, the Buccaneers are coming. These two teams are both coming off the bye. Um, Charlton Davis still out, top cornerback, but we've seen a huge change. I think the Buccaneers, if you look at the uh, – since the second half of that Eagles game, game a couple weeks ago, 
Running backs have a little more success on the ground over the last couple weeks. I think it's because they're trying to give more help to their secondary because that's how they were getting beat. So I think that they're, the front's still dominant, but they're not giving as much resources to stopping the run because they need to stop the pass. We've seen it in the numbers. Um, so I do think that overall it's still not a great matchup for running backs, but, you know, Antonio Gibson, broken heart, whatever. But anyway, no Antonio Brown, no Rob Gronkowski. Chris Godwin is looking like he might play, but he's going to be limited. And I think Tyler Johnson is someone that you should consider as a potential wide receiver three this week. You know, Mike Evans is Mike Evans. He's going to get his, probably see some William Jackson overall, but he's going to get his all day. But Tyler Johnson, two weeks ago, remember, had five for 65, replacing Antonio Brown in the starting lineup. Looked very good. And if Chris Godwin's limited at all in this game, I think Tyler Johnson's going to step in. Then we have to look for Scotty Miller potentially returning this week. Um, Grison, I think, is the other guy. Cyril Grison is another option in deeper formats. But I think Tyler Johnson's probably the guy that benefits here the most. Um, now, jumping down to the Washington football team, Curtis Samuel's still out. You know, some injuries up front for the, for the offensive line, but they are getting a little bit healthier. The good news is uh, Brendan Sheriff returned a couple weeks ago. You know, Sam Cosme should be back this week. The, the The Washington football team offensive line was quietly just broken. They had so many injuries over the last few weeks, coupled with the shin fracture of, of Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, pro football doc does say the shin's not going to get better. And I know Antonio Gibson, it's a huge question mark against Tampa Bay. It doesn't, if you can avoid him, I would. I just, listen, I have, a, I have all the Antonio Gibson you can imagine. Um, I think personally, in my opinion, you know, if you can get away with him, away with it for this week, if you could start, you know, the Alex Collins of the world, if you could start the Mark Ingrams of the world this week, even a Ramaje Stevenson potentially in these matchups with the guys in the injuries on the other uh, teams, I would try to fade into see what he does because he ran, he had less carries than Patterson just a few weeks ago. We'll talk about the player trends in just a minute. Um, so the, another reason why I do like Tyler Johnson is that the other outside cornerback, so uh, Benjamin St. Juste, whatever, William Jackson's counterpart on the outside is going to be out in this game. It just gives me the feels. I don't know. I just kind of have a feeling Tyler Johnson's going to be good this week. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I was not playing him in one league because I have Deontay Johnson. I'm debating it now. It's just terrible. Uh, but this is just a notable injury. You know, William Jackson's going to be on the one side. They might even use him in some cases to follow Mike Evans. That means Tyler Johnson could have a very nice day if the backup cornerback the number two is out for this matchup uh, for the Washington football team. Jumping down to the Saints and Titans, I think obviously the Saints, the the bigger, the biggest one, of course, is Alvin Kamara being out. Mark Ingram, yeah, I think you're rolling with Mark Ingram as an RB2 this week. I, listen, in my matchup metric, they are a plus matchup for adjusted line yards. That's just taking account the offensive line of the New Orleans Saints versus the defensive line for the Titans. Now, listen, there is injuries to the Saints' offensive front. They lost Andrews Pete a couple weeks ago, but he was mad. But then they lost their stud left tackle, Tyron Armstead. He's not going to play this week, so that's a hit. But then you flip it over to the Titans. You know, they might potentially be missing three linebackers in this game. That's huge. Now, the linebackers are key for stopping the run. Um, they could be down all three of their main linebackers in this game. So I just, I'm rolling with Mark Ingram. If you have him, it's probably a rock solid RB2 in this game. Um, so what's something good that could be notable in the future, but not this week is Gardner Johnson, the slot cornerback who for the saints is out, you know, Chester Rogers, for example, would be the quote unquote 
because there is no Julio. Julio is out in this game, folks. That could mean Jester Rogers, who did have a couple double-digit PPR days, could be a DFS dark throw in DK with no CJ Gardner Johnson available in this matchup. But I don't know. It's just all it's 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 in it's AJ Brown. You know, Mark Marshawn Lattimore is gonna follow AJ Brown all across the field. Maybe we were a week early on the Saints. I don't know. Maybe the Saints defense is good this week. No Julio. You know, Marshawn to be on AJ Brown to shut him down. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. But Chester Rogers, dart throw, DFS, PPR uh play this week. The Titans offensive line, we talked about this on the show. Taylor Luan was active, but he didn't play, which is super annoying because Luan and Nate Davis were both out last week. That really hurt the Titans' offensive line. Yes, they won the game, but they couldn't really run the football very well. They get both those guys back against a really tough New Orleans defense. You're not starting any of these running backs, potentially. I mean, Adrian Peterson did find the end zone. But for the most part, these guys pretty much split work evenly between him, Foreman, and um, – oh, God, you know, the other running back. I can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember his name. Anyway, um, and then for the injuries for the for the like I touched on with the Titans, a bunch of injuries to the secondary, a bunch of injuries to the linebacking core. Listen, I think Ingram is going to be the play of this group. I think that Deontay Harris uh, is someone I like in PPR this week. I think he could be a wide receiver four or a wide receiver three in deeper formats. So I think that's something to worth noting as well. All right, jumping down to the Bills and the Jets. Listen, looks like Dawson Knox is going to return. Spencer Brown, the right tackle, should return. And Zach Moss has been cleared from concussion. Um, in my opinion, Zach Moss should be in your lineup this week playing the Jets. Uh, I think the Bills got embarrassed by the Jets. They are not going to double up on embarrassments. I think that Zach Moss is probably the lead back. I think he gets this Jets defense. He's a great RB2 this week. Um, you know, Spencer Brown coming back is good because they were down two offensive line. We talked about this on the show. Ironically enough, we faded the running game, but we didn't fade the passing game. And sure enough, we should have faded the Bills last week. But they were pretty banged up on the line. When we start seeing two, three injuries up front, we start raising the red flag a little. Good news is they get one of their guys back this week. Justin Zimmer, defensive tackle, is still out. Uh, Traymond Edmonds, a linebacker, is out. But, you know, maybe it helps um, Michael Carter just a little bit in this game. But, you know, I mean, Carlos Hyde, you know, basically ran up like a 60 yards on a bunch of carries last week. Uh, I think Michael Carter can probably be a flex RB3, but I, I'm not trying to go out of my way to start him this week. On the Jets side, listen, Corey Davis should be back this week. You're not playing him against uh, the Bills. Uh, Tevin Coleman should be back. Let's pray that they're not stupid and they use Tevin Coleman. Let's hope Devin, Tevin Coleman is just hanging out on the bench, but that could be another five touches that goes to Tevin Coleman out of respect. Who knows? Um, Marcus May, starting safety, out for the year. He's banged up. Zach Wilson, you know, Zach Wilson versus Mike White. This is big, big time. Mike White has a big showing this week. It's, it's unfortunate he has to face the Bills, but if he shows something against the Bills, you know, he could be the long-term starter, if, especially this is the week. If he looks terrible against Buffalo, it's hard to fault him, of course, but that's the thing. Marcus May, I didn't bring this up, but Dawson Knox coming back. May is a safety. That could be helpful for a guy like Dawson Knox. I think Knox is back in your lineups. Um, it makes you a little wary of Cole Beasley because he was impacted the most by Knox. Don't know what to think about it, to be honest with you. Unfortunately, it's I'm probably the leagues I have Beasley in, I'm probably going to have to take a wait-and-see approach. The Jets aren't the best matchup for slot receivers. They're average. And he really wasn't doing it with Knox in the lineup. So worth noting. Uh, Denzel Mims, Mims is out. That was He was basically replacing Corey Davis, so we could just flip that. Tyler Croft out. We just saw Ryan Griffin just get a bunch of routes last week with um, 
Johnson playing quarterback. I'm not touching Ryan Griffin, of course, but uh, if he does do well, just pretend like I said you could play him in DFS. Uh, Browns, Patriots. Listen, the Browns last week, the shakeup was interesting. You know, of course, Nick Chubb is on COVID. Kareem Hunt out. It's Dearness Johnson. Uh, in my matchup metric, they're number three, offensive line. Cleveland offensive line, New England defensive line, adjusted line yards. Cleveland is number three. Doesn't even take into account the running back themselves. Now, granted, I think Bill Belichick knows that they need to run the football, and he's not going to let that happen. But at the same time, if you're talking top three, I'm going to play the Aaron Johnson as an RB2. I'd start the Aaron Johnson over Antonio Gibson. I, I, you know, I think at this point, I want to see Gibson do it on the field before I play him. So Dearness Johnson, not a bad RB2. You know, I think we're going to get a lot of questions tomorrow, like Johnson, Alex Collins, Mark Ingram, uh, Ramaje Stevenson. A lot of interesting running back plays this week uh, for the Sunday Live Show, so looking forward to that. Jack Conklin, right tackle, is going to be out. That's a slight thing for the offensive line, but overall, that's really it. Listen, Donovan Peoples-Jones, worth a flyer in deeper leagues. Odell Beckham, of course, now gone on the Rams. You know, Donovan Peoples-Jones is the guy that really – I mean, listen, he caught – he had three targets, but he caught a bomb. He seems to have the deep ball chemistry we all hoped Beckham would have uh, at some point. Patriots, Jonathan Jones is out. I talked about this with Jarvis Landry last week, got burned. They threw the ball 21 times. Could it happen again? Maybe. Jarvis Landry has been very good against the Patriots in his career. Very good, historically. Back to his Dolphins days, even a couple years ago, you know, double-digit fantasy points of PPR, great floor in 2000, whatever it was, when he faced them last. I like Jarvis Landry. Jonathan Jones is the slot corner. The, the Patriots play a lot of man coverage, so I think Jarvis Landry can win that matchup against the backup slot corner. Uh, of course, Damian Harris, we talked about his outs. I know a lot of people are going to wonder, Ramadi Stevenson, or Brandon Bolden, and listen, if you look, take a look at their stat logs from last week. Those two guys were very close. Ran roughly the same amount of routes. Both guys got, uh, you know, very close in carries. I think it's going to be a split. I think Ramadi Stevenson's probably going to get the work on the ground, but at the same time, he's one one mistake away, uh, you know, from Brandon Bolden just being the guy. So, you know, I think Stevenson's talented. I am, I am willing to start him if I'm in a pinch. Um, maybe not starting him over Ingram or Dearness Johnson types. But uh, him versus Bolden is going to be a tough decision for a lot of people to make because if you look at just the raw numbers, they you know, Bolden got just as much work as Stevenson did. But I think Stevenson is probably going to be the lead back this week. But I'm going to flip a coin. I'm going to go Stevenson. I live on the edge, of course. All right, before we get into more of our – injuries let's talk let's take a quick commercial break for our newest sponsor Kara Factor for who sponsors all our start sits and our injury reports hey TCK Potters and fantasy focus community are you looking for options for hair loss there are many options out there for treating it however most products treat the cause such as DHT and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair it's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with CaraFactor. CaraFactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, 
The Care Factor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarefactor.com. That's shop.mycarefactor.com. Carefactor, skincare for hair. All right, let's jump down to the Jags and Colts. James Robinson's questionable. Looks like he might return. Hey, guys, listen, you know, last week against Buffalo, it's unfortunate for Carlos Hyde. He was an absolute workhorse last week. Um, and I know he played Buffalo. It didn't go great. He's got Colts this week. Not another good matchup. But at the same time, if James Robinson's out, Carlos Hyde's going to be an underrated play. I think he's got a – this is a much more – of a winnable matchup in my adjusted line yards metric Colts versus Buffalo. He wasn't, if you look at his carries, he had 20 plus carries last week, guys. He's, he's an absolute workhorse. No one's going to want to start Carlos side, but James Robinson's ruled out. I, he's an underrated play this week. He's probably on waivers in shallow leagues as well, because no one wants to start him. And he came off a dud, kind of a dud game. Didn't really do much against the Buffalo bills, but do we blame him on the Colts side? A couple injuries. Listen, I, I talk about this a lot. Marvin Jones, one of my favorite starts this week. Xavier, Xavier Rhodes, the top cornerback for the Colts, is going to be out. Now, the Colts run heavy zone, so it doesn't matter that much. But still, it's notable that a team that's allowing a bunch of yards out wide this season is now going to be missing their best perimeter corner. So I think Marvin Jones, sometimes 2 plus 2 equals 4, and it won't work in fantasy because that's how fantasy is. But yes, Marvin Jones, if you just look at the, the, the thought process, it makes a lot of sense. This week, DeForest Buckner did not practice on Friday. If he's out, that's just another fe- feather in the cap for, for Carlos Hyde. So join us tomorrow on the Sunday Live Start Sit Show. We do 8.30. Around 8.30, we do all the ins and outs. If Buckner is out, that's another feather in the cap for Carlos Hyde. Might be an underrated start. Maybe even DFS, too. He's probably dirt cheap on there as well. T.Y. Hilton should be back this week. And like I touched on last time with Jonathan Taylor and company, listen, Braden Smith came back. You know, they got their offensive lines healthy. I mean, wheels up all day for Jonathan Taylor and company. Vikings, Chargers, um, underrated. The defensive line for the Vikings is is getting completely just destroyed with injuries. Mike Pierce, defensive tackle, has been out. Daniel Hunter just went on IR. Anthony Barr is now out. That's now we're starting to build a lot. Kenny, uh, one of their backup defensive ends is out. Uh, I think Austin Eckler, in my opinion, is probably one of the one of the better DFS plays tomorrow for the buy-up options at running back. I, I think I'm going to get him in my lineups. All those injuries up front, they actually have a top five run game metric against Minnesota in my analysis anyway. So I'm feeling Austin Eckler, big game for him tomorrow. Uh, Harrison Smith's also on COVID. So that's interesting too on the back end for the Chargers. You know, feeling a good game for that Chargers offense overall. In this matchup, the returns on the other side for the Chargers. Asante Samuel is out last week. He should be back this week. Mike Davis is still out, though. So, I mean, we talked about this with uh, Smith last week. You know, Samuel and Davis were both out. Now Samuel comes back. Could be a little bit tougher for guys like Jefferson and Thielen. But at least Mike Davis being out, we saw a little bit of vulnerability for the Chargers secondary. So, you know, I'm still going to be okay with those guys, even in a tough matchup. Uh, You know, they're going to be the Chargers are going to be down. Justin Jackson does clarify things a little bit behind him. Uh, Austin Eckler, but I think it's just all in. DMP on Friday, Joey Bosa 
that could be big news. That could be good news for Dalvin Cook, who has like a six carries inside the five and no touchdowns over the last month. Doesn't make any sense. He's due for a touchdown, folks. I mean, let's try to get that and, uh, you know, prize picks or whatever state you're in. You can FanDuel Sportsbook. Dalvin Cook touchdown this week, folks. Um, and then outside of that, really, it's, you know, they do have a big bang up the linebacker. But overall, we don't touch on these kind of things unless there's multiple injuries like the Vikings defensive line. Nugget. Panthers, Cardinals. Panthers are just decimated on the offensive line. And listen, Sam Darnold's been terrible, and he's out now. And now we got Phillip Walker and maybe Cam Cam, a little Newton, a little bit of Superman style uh, coming in to save the day. But it's not going to be good for him because the offensive line's missing three starters. Um, Cardinals DST, if they're still on waivers, I think they're going to be a fun DFS play this week uh, overall. So I think that's they're one of my favorite DFS uh, defenses because they're missing all those guys up front. Um, Sam Darnold, I just brought up, he's out too. So I don't know. I just, you know, I'm trying, I think DJ Moore is the only guy who should even be rostering outside of CMC. Uh, CMC is one of those rare running backs. that doesn't matter because he catches so many passes. Um, but Philip Walker, let's just throw it to CMC, buddy. Don't do anything crazy. Cardinals, AJ Green and Kyler Murray should be back in this game. Kyler Murray's still a game time decision. They're going to feel them out a little bit. We'll probably know by, uh, Adam Shefty will send us a tweet at 12 a.m. or some crazy shit. Uh, and we'll get our news on Kyler Murray if he's going to play or not. But A.J. Green is back this week. It looks like DeAndre Hopkins will not be, though. So Hopkins did not practice on Friday. I think he's going to be out. This matchup against the Carolina Panthers, though, it leans A.J. Green. If you're going to go receiver in this matchup, it's going to be A.J. Green over Kirk. Uh, the, our, the Carolina Panthers are a out-wide defense. But they do have Stephon Gilmore starting to warm up a little bit. He's getting more work each week. Chase Sidmans, of course, is now out. I think after the James Conner performance, you'd be crazy to sit him even in the matchup against the Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, he lit it up against San Francisco, and San Francisco's run defense is not terrible. Um, but at the same time, let's see, Arizona, yeah, they're down there. But, yeah, I don't know, man. You'd have a lot of guy owns. He sat James Conner. I know Eno Benjamin, a lot of people are picking up. Um, but we'll talk about him in the player trends and what we saw from him overall. Uh, this is a couple of notable things, too. Is a couple of the interior guys, the depth pieces on the on the line for the Cardinals are out, too. So that is worth noting because the Carolina Panthers' run defense has been good. But at the same time, you're not, you're not sitting Connor because you'd be a crazy person. Seahawks, Packers, Russell Wilson's back. You know, the buy window, I mean, hey, I feel like none of – I didn't make a single offer for a uh, – for Tyler – for Tyler – Lockett or or uh, DK Metcalf over the break. I mean, Lockett's big game probably made it difficult, but Russell's back, folks. Russell is back. Packers' defense has been very good, even with Jair Alexander out. That's notable. Chris Carson is out this week. Um, I think Alex Collins is you, – you're riding with him, man. I think – so in my matchup metric for running backs, he's number four on the ground, um, Seattle versus Green Bay. And Alex Collins, I know two weeks ago it looked like he didn't – uh, what, what am I doing? This is player trends. What am I doing, guys? I'm sorry. I'm just jumping ahead like this. Losing my mind anyway. Anyway, injury. Chris Carson out. Al Woods. Defensive tackles out. Nothing worth noting there. Aaron Rodgers is back. Two great news for everybody. I think this should be a fun game with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson both back. So, wheels up on that for those. Eagles. Broncos. Obviously, the Eagles are actually kind of healthy, believe it or not. Outside of the Miles Sanders BS... Um, they don't really have many notable injuries. And when you flip it over to the Broncos, no fans back, of course, last time he, uh, from his COVID, uh, but the, 
just like the Panthers, the Broncos are one of the most banged up offensive lines in football. They are missing three starters, both tackles and Graham Glasgow, their guard. Um, that worries me a little bit. I think the Eagles are an underrated. They're like my no one's going to play them defense of the week on DFS. I might have some Eagles DST because they're missing those three offensive linemen. It does affect Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams who are already splitting work. Um, you know, this is a middle, you know, the Philadelphia is bad against running backs. They are. So I think you should be confident in Melvin Gordon and company, but these, this offensive line is a problem. That's three starters now gone. So, you know, that's there. Bryce Callahan, the slot wide, uh, cornerback is out. You know, listen, the, the Philadelphia pass game is Dallas Goddard, who's got a really bad matchup this week and Devonta Smith. I think Smith's the one guy you can have confidence in. Because even uh, Patrick Sertain is banged up this week too. We'll see if he plays. But overall, a lot of banged up on the front uh, on the fronts for the Denver Broncos, who are missing, of course, Von Miller, who's gone in trade, and Mike Purcell, who's also out to the defensive tackle. So Jordan Howard, not a bad play this week too. Bring your Jordan Howard versus Mark Ingram questions. Can't wait to answer those tomorrow, folks. Chiefs, Raiders. Nothing really notable here, but the, the Chiefs are down two. The two guys that share the right tackle position are both out. So Lucas Nang and Mike Remmers are both out, so they're down to the third string right tackle. The Raiders have been deceivingly good at pressuring the quarterback, so maybe that's a problem for Patrick. Um, but overall, these teams are pretty healthy. Of course, Henry Ruggs is out this week um, or for life. And, you know, last week it was Hunter Renfro. But listen, Zay Jones and Brian Edwards led the team in routes. And we said this, the Giants secondary is a slot funnel secondary. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, let's just take a look. Fuck it. You know, it's my show, right? I'm Ryan Solo. I might I might have to do a little extra. I'm going to drink a beer, and I'm going to look up if the, the the Kansas City Chiefs are more of a slot funnel versus wide. So, bad, uh, oh, they are a slot funnel defense. Woo! We just found out Hunter Renfro right back in your lineups is a great PPR play. Because the Kansas City Chiefs are better uh, better versus perimeter receivers. All right, folks. Jumping down to Monday Night Football. Of course, the biggest news is Robert Woods. Um, Odell, not sure if he's going to play just yet. But uh, if Odell Beckham Jr. can't make it work with Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, then I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. I mean, listen, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald... You know, those kind of uh, auras and and personalities, I think Odell, I think the weird thing about Odell is he couldn't make it work with his boy Jarvis. That which weirds me out. Like, you would think he wouldn't be a problem because he's with his boy. Um, so I don't know what's happening. I don't know the guy, but listen, if he can't make it work with Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay and with Cooper Cup taking double coverage all the time, then I don't know. I'm putting, I'm putting Odell on my benches. Uh, I, I would ask the Odell owner just what they would want. Just ask because I, I just that kind of upside, it's worth to see what happens. It just is. Van Jefferson this week is probably a better as a decent play, but listen, the 49ers are a slot funnel defense. So Cooper Cup's just gonna explode. Um, you know, I actually wrote that Robert Woods was a fade for me this week, but now that listen, the 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 Rams are such a funneled offense in their targets. No Deshaun Jackson now. No Robert Woods. Uh, you know, Van Jefferson could be walking into eight eight targets, nine targets. That's tough to find. So might be an okay wide receiver three this week if needed. On the 49ers side, they're just – it's just ridiculous. This team just doesn't know how to stay healthy. Um, Mike McGlinchey, right tackle, out. 
A uh, couple guys up front. Uh, two of the top three safeties are out. Maybe Tyler Higby is this week. Maybe because there's no Robert Woods, is it time for Higby? I mean, you know, I, now I got to look this up because I, off the top of my head, I don't remember how good the San Francisco 49ers are against tight ends. But they are 15th. They're, in my matchup metric, they're right in the middle. I mean, geez, Higby. I mean, he was like an inch away last week from a touchdown. Would we have the same thought process if that touchdown count? Yeah, probably playing Tyler Higby this week. Probably should. It makes sense because, listen, the, the target distribution is going to be Higby, Jefferson. And if Odell plays, maybe he gets a couple passes here and there. But I think those guys are going to really step up and play well. Plus the injuries to the secondary, Josh uh, Draker, Patrick, Josh Norman. They're two and four cornerbacks are out this week. Uh, oof. I mean, they have four key injuries to their depth in the secondary for this matchup. So that's, I think Higby and Jefferson are, are going to be fine. Uh, Jermichael Hasty is out. Jeff Wilson, folks, if you haven't picked him up, if he somehow was dropped, might not be a bad time to scoop him up and see what happens because he could be taking over the Hasty role, but then he's also someone that this offense trusts and could be getting some work on the ground. So no Jermichael Hasty could mean Jeff Wilson sees the field for the first time. Could be could be a couple product some production for him. Muhammad Sanu, the slot receiver's out. I think this just really helps Brandon Ayuk and Debo. I mean, they're gonna have to they're just gonna have to go with those guys. I mean, listen, Jalen Ramsey's uh, you know red hot right now. Plays inside and out. You know, Demarcus Williams, the number two cornerback, is back healthy. You know, this is gonna be a tough game for for Jimmy G and company. But Jimmy G's looking good. We talked about this last week. This team is finally healthy, skill position wise, and with the defense being really banged up. It could force him to throw more. It could be another big day for Jimmy G because he just has to throw. And listen, Elijah Mitchell, man, all day, I think he's going to be good too. All right, that's all of our our injury news and updates. It only took us 33 minutes to get through. But let's uh, before we get into player trends, let's take another quick commercial, quick commercial break and talk real quick about another one of our sponsors, the Jersey Junk. We'll be right back after this. Are you a merchandise maniac or Jersey junkie like myself? you need to check out the Jersey jungle. They handle their business on Instagram at the Jersey jungle. You can use a promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three or more jerseys. Now, if you've been watching the show for this season or a couple seasons, you know that my backdrop, if you're streaming live with us on video, you know, my backdrop is always a couple of jerseys. Those jerseys are coming from the Jersey Jungle. They're high-quality stitch and twill jerseys. I collect NFL jerseys, but I'm also a baseball guy. So I have baseball jerseys as well. I collect Hall of Fame jerseys. I have a Jackie Robinson. I have a Ken Griffey Jr. I have a Willie Mays jersey. I got a Shohei Otani jersey as well because the guy has been absolutely on fire. Go get yourself a jersey. Basketball, baseball, hockey, football, college. They got rookies as well. Home away. They have customs, they have camouflage, whatever you're feeling, retro jerseys from any sport, go hit up the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. DM the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three jerseys. These are already half price that you're going to find on the websites. They're high quality, stitch and twill, game authentic jerseys. Go check them out. The Jersey Jungle on Instagram. All right, folks, appreciate your patience. Going to go jump into the player trends. We'll breeze through these couple of these guys real quick. Arizona Cardinals, listen, Rondell Moore, 
I know there's been a couple injuries with AJ AJ Green and DeAndre Hopkins out, but his average depth of targets minus one yards last week. He had five catches for 25 yards. It's always tough for a guy to really uh, not only stay healthy, but to to generate a lot of fantasy points when it's all after the catch. That's why there's been a big emphasis on air yards over the last few years in fantasy. So not really feeling Rondell Moore. Even when the guys were out, he couldn't do much. Eno Benjamin, five of his nine carries came in the fourth quarter. So five of his nine. So it was all James Conner. I don't know if they're going to do that again. I think Eno Benjamin is going to be – but I don't think it's going to be a 1A, 1B thing. I think I think James Conner is going to be the workhorse um, until – and hopefully he can stay up for it. But, you know, Benjamin, in my opinion, is someone that I would want to be on my benches. I would want him on there because of James Conner injury history. And maybe just in case there is some type of split that we weren't anticipating. But listen, Eno Benjamin, if anything, will be the passing game back. And then James Conner will keep his role. And if James Conner is getting the most carries, because listen, Chase Edmonds was getting just as many carries. But if, you know, Benjamin's splitting, you know, getting a half of the carries James Robinson was, I, he's, I don't think he's going to be a startable asset uh, until if, unless something happens with James, James Conner. Jumping down to the Atlanta Falcons, it's really just Cordell Patterson checkup this week, folks. 20 routes versus 30 for the lead receiver, which was Tajay Sharp and Russell Gage this week. Listen, he's on the field constantly. His type of role with no Calvin Ridley, I think you ride it until Ridley comes back, and then we'll reassess at that time. Once again, they both split. I thought it was a mistake, but they both got nine carries, him and Mike Davis. They can't do anything on the ground. They do it all through the air. Good news is Cordell Patterson's a converted wide receiver. Um, Let's jump down to the Buffalo Bills. And I think the biggest takeaway for me is watching the Colt Beasley situation. I am not that high on Colt Beasley this week because I want to see what happens with Dawson Knox. Uh, Zach Moss. Uh, you know, last week he, he had the concussion, but he's back. He's going to play. And if you have Zach Moss and you can't play him against the the Jets, then I don't know why you have Zach Moss on your team. So I think he should be in your lineups. Panthers uh, really comes down to CMC. I know he split work, but he had 14 of the 18 carries last week. So, yeah, he might have split, you know, snaps. But when he's on the field, the dude's getting work. Um, and that's going to ramp up over the next few weeks. Pro Football Doc has him in the 90th percentile for health. You know, congratulations if you survived without CMC and you're still in the hunt. Let's jump down to the Browns. The Browns really comes down to is, is moving forward. Listen, last week they only threw the ball 21 times. Jarvis Landry had five targets. Uh, you know, not a lot of guys are getting, you know, a 25% target share in the NFL. Jarvis Landry is. Now the, the Browns are not a team that wants to throw a lot, but 21 times is not even remotely close. I mean, the league average is about you know, 40 dropbacks per game. Most teams, even on the low end, are at the 28 to 30 mark. If he continues that, he's going to constantly be in that, you know, six to seven target range on his low days and then higher upside later. So I think Landry in PPR formats is still a buy, and I think he's someone you could play this week against the uh, Patriots. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he did catch the long touchdown. Um, Third on the team in routes, second in targets. He just has deep ball chemistry with Baker Mayfield. I, I like that a lot, and I think he's someone you can pick up now and stash on your roster. So just keep an eye on him as the pass volume grows. Cowboys, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Dalton Schultz led the team in routes last week, folks. He's not splitting work with Jarwin. Jarwin's on IR. Like, it, I think Schultz is someone you should go trade for. That's how much I believe him. I know uh, Gallup will be back this week. Does that mean C.D. Lamb goes back to the slot? We have to watch that, too. 
The the Cowboys do. I mean, Ceedee Lamb in the slot. Forget about it. Can eat nickel corners alive. Um, so I think that's good. This offense should should start being on the upswing. But I like Schultz moving forward. Um, Broncos. Judy's still running behind Patrick and Sutton, but it doesn't matter because he's been dominating targets. So he's had the eighth uh, eight targets uh, last week. And he's been targeted on nearly like 25% of his routes. Um, Some absurd number, right? And uh, the problem with Judy, though, is he's got the fourth toughest rest of season slot schedule. And he runs 65% of his routes and 75% of his targets come from the slot. So as much as I love Judy, the schedule is not going to be easy for him the rest of the season. So he might be good. I mean, listen, he's probably going to be good. I've been debating on starting him all week because the Eagles are really tough against slot receivers. but yeah, we'll see. Gordon versus Williams. I think we talk about this every single week. There's nothing really to report. I mean, listen, they're both good running backs. This team knows how to run the football, but they're down three offensive linemen this week. Uh, that worries me. And this is a 50-50 split. So plus matchup, banged up offensive line, 50-50 split. Who's going to get the touchdown? Probably Gordon. Who might score, get him a little more yards? Probably Williams. You know, they're both, you know, borderline RB2s every single week. But Gordon seems to find the end zone consistently. Probably still a solid play in a plus matchup. Lions. They signed Josh Reynolds. Now, typically, when I first saw this, I totally forgot that him and him and golf had chemistry. They played together for the Rams for years, and they they went and got him. And they don't have an elite number one. They don't have a number one. Um, Josh Reynolds is someone that intrigues me slightly. Uh, if you're in a deep bench league, fourteen team league, and you need receiver help, Josh Reynolds is someone that I don't mind picking up. Sky's big on him for talent purposes, so I think that is worth noting. Listen, Williams is out again. Swift is going to have this. It's unfortunate that he has all the work against really bad matchups. I mean, this this matchup is not good for him. I know he busted last week, uh, two weeks ago against Philly. But, uh, you know, I think he's just going to be – he ought to play Swift because of the volume, even in probably one of the worst matchups against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jumping down to the Packers, when it comes down to it, it's Jones and Dylan, And Jones, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I think he's one of the biggest fantasy buffs um, in my opinion, I have him in a lot of leagues, and he's had one monster performance, and it just hasn't been there. He's got he had 12 carries to eight for Dylan. Um, hopefully, we got some we get some juice. Listen, the Seahawks are terrible against pass catching running backs. That's more Jones than Dylan, but Dylan's been getting a lot of work. He does catch passes too. You know, he has he's become more of a Jamal Williams than Jamal Williams was for Aaron Jones owners. So. Um, but yeah, hopefully he gets it done this week. Uh, he, he should, I mean, the Seattle Seahawks defense is not scary for running backs at all. Uh, the Texans are on a bye, but I do want to bring something up. Scotty Phillips, the rookie, uh, the second year running back we talked about a couple weeks ago is on IR. Now Philip Lindsay got eight of the 15 carries, you know, Philip Lindsay's got juice. Tyrod Taylor, give him another week to get healthy. Um, I think that's notable. Nico Collins didn't come through for us a couple weeks ago, but he's still second on the team in routes. I think Philip Lindsay is someone to watch. I think if he's going to get you, you know, over 50% of the carries now, I think there's better days maybe ahead for Philip Lindsay down the stretch. Colts, um, the only really takeaway I, I really saw from them, it listen, T.Y. Hilton's coming back. That's good news for this offense. But Jonathan Taylor versus Naheem Hines. There's no Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack has not been playing since the trade in light passed. Uh, Hines, got, Hines got six carries, and he also saw a handful of receptions. Um, I think Hines is going to be a better PPR asset down the stretch because of this, but watch Hines with Hilton back. They really, it's really Zach Pascal, 
right behind Pittman and then a bunch of other guys. Hilton's going to be a much more prominent player, and this offense is going to run a lot more routes than the number three receivers were running previously since Paris Campbell's injury. So a little worried from the other pass catchers behind Pittman with Hilton returning, so that's worth noting. Jaguars, listen, Marvin Jones is not – he's operating as the alpha. When you look at routes, he's running it's, – it's Marvin Jones and then everybody else. So when he has plus matchups like he does this week, you play Marvin Jones. The guy's on the field constantly. He's the only one on the field every single, almost every single drop back. Play Marvin Jones this week. You won't be disappointed. LaVisca Chenault, I mean, he went from fifth in routes to second in routes. A little bit of a ping pong match here with LaVisca. But the good news is he jumped to second in routes. I'm not scooping him up just yet. But at the same time, this is something we want to watch. The guy has a bunch of talent. They also started kicking him more in the slot. Ran almost 40% of his slots, slots, woo, snaps in the slot. Um, that's where he should be. But of course, because of the Agnew thing and the loss of DJ Target has not been the case. But if they start using him more inside, I think he's going to have a better stretch run. But this is something we'll watch for next player trends. Dan Arnold, 23 routes, 29 for Jones. Not a lot of tight ends are getting that much usage in routes. Uh, Dan Arnold has been very good. He's he's actually been my, he's at my start of the week. Um, I shouldn't even say start of the week, but you know, my sleeper tight end of the week, uh, Dan Arnold. I'm playing him in a couple leagues, so you know he's going to go three for 20. Uh, Carlos Hyde, 13 routes on 21 for Marvin Jones, but he ran all the routes for the running backs, basically, and he also got 21 carries. If there's no James Robinson this week, guys, I know it doesn't sound fun, but Carlos Hyde is someone you can play. He'll get you a nice high floor. Chiefs, as soon as we think Gore is going to be more of a factor, Williams had 19 carries to three for Gore last week. If CEH does not return, which it doesn't sound like he will, it's going to be Darrell Williams again this week against the Raiders. Get him into your lineups with confidence. The Raiders, Henry Ruggs is out. Zay Jones and Brian Edwards led the team in routes. Um, both saw four targets. Neither of them did anything. But the Giants are a very dominant perimeter cornerback team. The Chiefs also have become very good against perimeter wide receivers. Um, but this is something to monitor. I need Hunter Renfro still to play this week. Saw nine targets last week. But it's notable that Zay Jones became a full-time player in response. Now, we'll see what happens with Deshaun Jackson this week, how that factors into everything. Does Deshaun Jackson become a part-time, or does he become more of a full-time player? That's worth noting. But at the same time, it looks like Hunter Renfro is the play this week. Jacobs versus Drake, 13 carries to four. I mean, Josh Jacobs just doesn't – we don't want – no one wants to like Josh Jacobs – but he's like, uh, you know, he's like an apple in the morning for your dinner or your breakfast. You should just eat it. Be healthy, I guess, because Jacobs does get it done and he finds the end zone consistently. It's not fun. It's not pretty. Um, this week he gets the Kansas City Chiefs. And in my matchup article, let's see where he was at. Middle of the pack, 14th. Not too bad, but still winnable matchup for Josh Jacobs. Rams trade Deshaun Jackson. Sign OBJ, Woods lost for the season. Um, yeah, that's a lot to take in. I think at this point, I want to stash OBJ, and I want to see what happens. I'm willing to pay up for him because I don't know what paying up for OBJ is. Like, is paying up for OBJ Marvin Jones? Is it, like, how much are we asking for? If, or if you guys currently have OBJ, shoot in the comments what it would take to get him right now uh, from you, and we'll see if it's even reasonable. Chargers, we talked about Jared Cook last week and Jalen Guyton getting a lot of work. Um, but this week, it looks like Donald Parham 
and Steven Anderson started getting more work, and Jared Cook only ran 22 routes to 38 for Allen. I'm getting off the roller coaster. I, at this point, I just want to focus on guys I know are going to play. You know, this this madness, it's just, for me, Jared Cook, not going to play him, not going to worry about him. He's a part-time player. He does run over 50% of the routes versus Allen, but no thank you. Austin Eckler, I think, is the slam dunk this week. 17 of the 21 carries, and um, yeah, I think this is the week he goes off. I'm going to probably have some um, Austin Eckler in my life. Uh, Jumping down to the Patriots. Uh, routes, this is what I wanted to bring up. So I looked this up because I was interested. Routes last week, Stevenson had seven, Bolden had eight. Rushing carries, Stevenson had 10, Bolden had eight. So I don't know if it's going to be Stevenson, uh, Damian Harris. My bet would be that Stevenson does get a little more of the work, but this guy is just one mistake away. So if you're going to play, now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably, you know, Mark Ingram, et cetera. Because the Cleveland Browns are very good against the run. So, you know, I think Stevenson is, is on the RB2 map. But at the same time, I am willing to play guys like Mark Ingram ahead of him. Jumping down to the Saints. Just so you guys know, since Mark Ingram has become a Saint, 15 carries, 70 yards. That's really freaking good. That is like nearly five yards per carry. He's also been catching passes. Um, not sure how much work he's going to get. But who's the running back behind him? They're going to give work to Ty Montgomery is now Ty Montgomery is now going to be a running back this week. So running back is Ty Montgomery is going to get a handful of work, but that's the kind of guy who's going to be playing at the running back position. Probably um, one guy I want everyone to keep in mind is Deontay Harris. He's running a route on less than 50% of uh, snaps. That's red flag. Number one. I know I should never bring this up. He was fifth on the team in routes last week, but he had seven targets in back-to-back games. Um, he's ramping up from an injury. Maybe I want to see if he could do it again. This week, he's actually in my matchup article for slot receivers as someone like a deep sleeper, like a wide receiver for um, if you're ba- if you had a bunch of injuries or whatever. Harris is someone I'm watching because he had seven targets and he gets a plus draw this week. So we'll see how that goes. Jets. Um, as a reminder, Mike White threw the when Mike White started last time, he had 15 running back targets. Um, I know Michael Carter against the Bills is not someone we want to play. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, 15 targets to running backs is a lot. So I think that he's going to get work in the pass game. You know, the Bills, let's see, the Jets. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, it's going to be ugly, but similar to how we viewed uh, Carter last time he played, you know, I think it's going to be something similar. Probably that nine-point range and half-point PPR and, you know, are you going to start Mark Ingram or Michael Carter? I'm probably going to go Ingram, to be honest with you, because I'm a psychopath. Anyway, Eagles. Not a lot to report here, but listen, it really comes down to Dallas Goddard. I know it hasn't happened yet, um, and the matchup is not good this week. They played the Denver Broncos, very tough against tight ends this season. Um, but, man, this boy is getting just 20 routes to 23 for Watkins. There's not a lot of tight ends in the NFL that basically run you know, 90 percentile of the, of the top wide receiver. That's what Dallas Goddard's doing. And it's coming. You know, the matchups might not be great, but he, he's probably going to offer you another safe floor game. And, uh, yeah, I think this is the week that he's probably going to show you that even in tough matchups, he's a, he's a tight end one. So I love Dallas Goddard rest of season. Jo- um, you know, last week we were, I was dead wrong about the Eagles. I don't even know why I bothered. But Jordan Howard was the lead guy. 17 carries to 10 for Boston Scott. Two, two for Kenny Gainwell. 
at least we know Kenny Gainwell's role. We were right about that. We know Kenny Gainwell is the Naheem Hines. And I don't know. They, there's some rumblings that Jordan Howard has earned his role. Even when Miles Sanders comes back, please give Miles Sanders 17 carries a game. And trust me, you won't be worried about giving Jordan Howard anywhere. But even so, if you start giving Miles Sanders 17 carries and 10 to Howard, I'm fine with that. I, am, I don't care. Because that's more than what he was getting early on the season without Howard. So that's fine with me. Why don't you add him in? Uh, Steelers, listen, I, I, I know the the COVID situation for, for – um, Ben Roethlisberger throws a huge curveball on everything. But the injury to Claypool, the injury to Juju, uh, I know Ebron's coming back, but it's going to be impossible for them not to go more two tight end sets. Uh, you know, they got Ray-Ray McLeod in the slot, James Washington out wide. But Pat Firemuth ran the second most routes on the team last week. And, you know, he's been doing work with his targets. So, you know, I'm – you know, Mason Rudolph experience, geez. Um, yeah, I, I, it's unfortunate, but uh, it's hard to stay in the flames with Mason Rudolph about to uh, crash the party, if you will. Uh, 49ers, uh, you know, we talked about Ayuk. Good news is the show's working, right? I mean, we've been talking about Ayuk for a couple weeks, and last week it came to fruition, right? The targets and everything, you know, he got in the end zone. He looked great. Um, you know, he's going to continue to do his thing, man. The guy's got the talent. He's on the field now. That's all we care about. So if you were able to get Brandon Ayuk from the show, we hope you were. Elijah Mitchell, we talked about this too last week. A lot of people were worried about Elijah Mitchell as potentially, um, you know, game flow dependent. But I brought up on the show last week that the guy ran just as many routes as Hasty, just didn't see a target. And then, boom, next thing you know, they're in a bad game flow. He runs 28 routes, five targets. Hasty only runs 17. Um, Hasty is out this week. Jeff Wilson should be in. But I think Mitchell's rock solid play. He had eight carries of the nine on the week overall. Seahawks. Um, Noah, Chris Carson, I think people are worried about Alex Collins, but I have an odd feeling he's he, – he's. if you watch Alex Collins, he just looks like he's got juice. Um, this guy was coming off an injury himself. Um, now he had a week off. Um, no Chris Carson. And I also looked at um, – one of the things they did is they dialed back his routes. Um, he ran only four routes to 26 the first week after the injury, but then he went up to eight routes on 24 for the top receiver – in the next week. So that bumped up. Now it's the buy. He could get a little more work. Yes. I know Penny and Travis Homer is involved, yada, yada. But the other thing too, is about the, the final game product. It looked like he did not get a lot of work in the ground game, but remember they played Jacksonville. They dominated that game. He had 10 of the 22 carries overall, but if you just look at the first half, it eight of the 14. So he was on, on his pace for a 16 carry day. Unless if the game was still close, he probably would have got it. I think Alex Collins is in my lineups this week. If I have him, and then Jared versus Disley. Now, I know Gerald Everett didn't mean anything because of Geno Smith. Russell Wilson's back. Everett ran 21 routes to eight for Disley. We talked about this with Dalton Schultz previously. Um, this is what we want to watch because if he's out there 21 routes versus 26 for Metcalf, 25 for Lockett, and it's 21 for Gerald Everett, the, the targets are going to follow if he's running those kind of routes. So that's someone that I'm going to monitor with Russell Wilson back this week. Uh, in this matchup, the Buccaneers, Tyler Johnson ran 26 routes to 44 for Godwin and six targets last week, five for 65. Um, I like Tyler Johnson. We talked about the cornerback for the, for the Redskins, uh, Redskin, Washington football team being out this week. Tyler Johnson just seems like someone I want in my DFS lineups. Uh, yeah. Scotty Miller is someone to watch. Um, I, I don't think this is someone we could play, but it's just, you know, I don't know. 
I mean, I just feel like bringing him up because I'm a jerk. You know, whatever. You're not going to play Scotty Miller, but he could be the slot guy uh, if Godwin is out for whatever reason. Titans. <clears throat> Julio Jones is out for three weeks. Uh, you know, behind A.J. Brown, you know, the guy that did show a little bit early on the season was Chester Rogers. He had two games of double-digit fantasy points and, and PPR formats. The Saints this week are a slot funnel defense who are missing their slot cornerback. Um, yeah, I just don't know how much I care to play him, but if you're in a 14 team league PPR, Chester Rogers is probably on waivers. Um, could be something. I don't think it's someone I'm going to proactively play in DFS for the cheap price DK only, of course, but yeah, finally rush attempts. Just want to bring this up. It was 10 for AP seven for McNichols. That's what it was. Four and five. Um, but if you look at the first half, it was six, four and four. Uh, yikes. The good news is AP is probably going to be the goal line back. And this team does love running the ball when they get close to the goal line. So I think he's going to be a touchdown dependent guy, but he's probably going to get in the end zone more often than not. So let's see what AP does in his second game. I mean, this guy hasn't played all year and we expect him to come off the street and dominate. But I mean, listen, he found the end zone for us last week. I had to play him in one spot. Hey, he didn't kill me. I didn't lose because of AP's nine and a half points and half point PPR. So, this week is not the matchup, though. You don't want to play AP against New Orleans. Finally, Washington football team. Just a reminder, Ricky Seals-Jones led the team in routes the week before the bye. Uh, they did play Denver. We did not want to play him. We called it on this show. But at the same time, no Logan Thomas. Ricky Seals-Jones is probably going to be on the field against the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Listen, the Bucks have they flipped the script. They have become very, very good against <clears throat> wide receivers now. Um, they're not going to let Terry McLaurin probably dominate them. And I think that means that Ricky Sills Jones is someone that you could probably get away with this week. Uh, a nice five for 50 is coming for Ricky Seals. There's going to be a nice tight end one this week. We like that. Um, Antonio Gibson, <clears throat> it breaks my heart to say this, but listen, you just, the shin thing, we don't know what is going to happen after the bye. Because before the bye, Jarrett Patterson led the team with 11 carries. Eight for Gibson, three for McKissick and carries. Routes, 25 for McKissick, 11 for Gibson on 43 for Ricky Seals-Jones, who led the team. So he's running a route on 25% of the leading receiver for Gibson. And even McKissick was only about just over 50%. So, yeah, I think I think the obvious play this week is McKissick over Gibson. But I don't know. I'm just not ready. I just don't know what the the shin fracture thing just blows my mind, man. It's disappointing, but it is what it is. Uh, um, but yeah, that's it, guys. That's my player trends. That's the injuries for this week. We do have a bunch of comments in here, so let's see what we got going on here, folks. Um, before I jump into the comments, I just want to make sure we shout out one last. Uh, take one more commercial break. We're gonna get to questions. I promise. Bomb banana hot sauce. Want to introduce you to our newest sponsor, Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. They are a brand new banana-based hot sauce founded by four University of Michigan grads. Shouts out to the Wolverines. Their sauce is an absolute must-have at any draft or watch party. Put it on nachos, pizza, wings, or literally any dip, and you will never be forced to eat boring party food again. I promise. The sweet heat and the chili banana combo provides a truly delicious restaurant-quality flavor. They currently offer two flavors, the original with the white label and the spicier Mui Mui that comes in the red label. I'm more of a mild guy, but if you like the spice, the Mui Mui is what you want. 
be super excited to officially be part of the Bomba Nation. Hashtag Bomba Nation. We hope that you'll join us there. Head over to the website, www.seekthespice.com. Use the discount code TCK at checkout to get 10% off of your order. Once again, Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Banana-based, not banana-flavored hot sauce. Seekthespice.com. Promo code TCK. All right, folks, let's talk quickly about some questions coming in here. Trey comes in and just drops one of the, like, the most ridiculous questions ever. Um, redraft, full PPR, DeAndre Carter versus Tampa Bay, T.Y. Hilton versus Jacksonville, Nicole Harmon versus the Raiders. And this is one point for every 10 return yards. Um, to be honest with you, man, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass and tell you I know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to return yards, but I know Carter at least returns yards. I know Hilton's not going to be that guy. I'm not. I'm not going to trust Hilton just yet. Um, so you really, it comes down to: Do you want to play Mikael Harmon and get his? You know, the matchup's brutal for receivers um, as well. So to be honest with you, I'm going to probably go. I mean, Deami Brown's back. Carter might not play at all on offense. So with Deami Brown and 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 Humphreys and those guys playing ahead of him with Terry McLaurin. I don't know if I'm going to bank just solely on return yards for to play a guy. So I, I guess, uh, I guess I'll play, you know, T Y Hilton this week, uh, against Jacksonville. I, I honestly, your guess is good. Mine. Sorry, buddy. Wish I could tell you more. Uh, let's see. Dearness Johnson or marking Ingram full PPR would love your input. If you have a chance that uh, Jason Zach. All right, listen, man, I'm going to tell you right now, I am probably going to go Mark Ingram. Um, because that he's actually going to catch passes. Uh, Dearness Johnson is probably not going to see much work in the pass game uh, this in this matchup against New England. Uh, I do think that Mark Ingram is going to be kind of used as a poor man's Alvin Kamara. He's probably going to, he's been getting passes anyway. So the matchup is really good for both these guys on the ground, just purely ground game. So I am going to lean Ingram in full PPR. Uh, Shea Chabots. Hello, sir. Ma'am. Not sure. PPR Fant or Muth? I'm already starting Judy and Javante. I honestly, listen, the problem with Fire Muth is that Big Ben is now out. If you want to hit your wagon to Mason Rudolph, um, go ahead. I don't know if I'm going to do that. But let's see. We have the, the, page, the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing. Let's see. Sorry, I don't have all the matchups right in front of me this second. So, Pittsburgh has got... Wow. Detroit, yeah. Good matchup, typically. And then Denver has Philly. Meh. Bad matchup, typically. I guess go Firemuth. Yeah, I mean, they, I guess just take Firemuth. I'm good with that. I, I think I'm going to go Firemuth anyway. Why not? We're young. We'll make mistakes. Uh, pick two, Ayuk, Emmanuel Sanders, and Judy. And don't forget, guys, while I'm answering these, I'm going to do maybe two or three of these. Whoa, we got we got some we got some love here from Jason, uh, from one of our fans here. Um, Jason, Zach, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Guys, listen, we're very excited to announce we're doing a giveaway tomorrow for all our Super Chatters. Jason, I'll make sure to get you in there um, as well. So make sure you're tuning in tomorrow. We're giving away another mini helmet for you guys. So all you got to do is become a Super Chat user or use the TCK Pod Venmo account. And remember, 10% of all your donations to us go to Good Sports. 
Good Sports is a charity organization that donates um, equipment to youth sports. So thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. We'll get you in the, the giveaway tomorrow. We also have a couple exciting announcements we're going to do over the next few weeks for giveaways because it's the giving season, folks. It's the holidays. Back to you, sir. I'll pick two. IU, Emmanuel Sanders, and Judy. I mean, Jerry Judy's going to haunt my dreams. My matchup metric says that the Eagles are really tough against slot receivers. Um, Keenan Allen, Hunter Renfro had decent days against them, but uh, in the games, a lot of their production came on the outside. Judy, 75% of his targets come from the slot. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to probably have to go. This pains me. All this stuff pains me. If you haven't noticed, I take everything very seriously. I don't even know why. Buffalo gets the Jets. That's not good. Uh, give me Ayuk and Judy. Yeah, let's do it. Ayuk and Judy. Yardo Beef. What up? With Fields seemingly getting better every game, how do you feel about Mooney as a potential wide receiver to rest of season? I feel Mooney is not a wide receiver two, but a wide receiver three rest of season. Uh, yes, Fields is getting better. I do agree. Uh, my rest of season wide, we're actually doing a rest of season show next week, guys. All week's going to be dedicated to trade deadlines and, and rest of season schedules. So we'll have more information on that. But yes, Mooney is the go-to guy for Fields. And Al Robinson's now got a bum hammy. So we'll see how that goes overall. Let's do uh, Rock Out. Yeah, let's do it. Two in my flex, Carter, Javante Williams, Judy, Kirk. Yeah, you know, this is tough because uh, Carter's got the toughest matchup against Buffalo. I think you're probably going to have to go Judy and Javante, um, personally. Sorry, I got burping. It's a problem drinking beer during doing a show. But, yeah, I'm going to go Judy, Javante in this one. Nuke, what's up, buddy? Full PPR, need two running back, RB2, and a flex. I have Devonta, Smith, Alex Collins, and Gallup. Should I pick up Gage? I have Patterson at my wide receiver, too. Playing Alex Collins is my RB2. I think that's a slam dunk for me. Um, and I am okay with Devonta Smith, too. I think you don't overthink it. Let's see what Gallup does in his first game back. I am not piss picking up Gage. Gage is someone I'm fading completely. This is an offense. It's a at that receiver position. It's just been different guys every week, so... I think we'll go with Smith and Alex Collins. Moreau, who should I start? Alex Collins, Ramondre Stevenson, Naheem Hines, full PPR. Alex Collins is the guy I'm playing this week, guys. Monroe, I love, I love Alex Collins. I think he's going to be good this week. Um, would you? Uh, I'm not going to even try to say that name, but yeah, it seems cool, man. I like it. Kill Ufa PVP. I like it. Got some M MMA uh, figure there too. Would you rather have Debo or Mike Evans and OBJ? Debo or Mike Evans and OBJ? Hmm. So Debo. I know Debo's been red hot, man. But, um, yeah. I don't know. That's uh, You got to come. You know what? Come with your question tomorrow and bring us your whole lineup. I need to. I just don't know what OBJ is going to be just yet. Um, I'm probably keeping Debo. Just keep him at this point. But Mike Evans is going to be awesome, too. So I think I'm going to keep Debo in that scenario. Trade Mark Andrews for OBJ. I need to know your other tight end. You have Pat Firemuth and Zach Ertz. No, I would not trade Andrews for OBJ. Maybe I would trade Firemuth for OBJ. I would trade uh, you know, one of those other tight ends for OBJ, but I am not going to trade Firemuth. Let's just jump down to do one more. I'm going to do one more, folks. Um, 
Let's see. Who's the lucky winner here? There we go. Got one more. Sorry, folks. Listen, join us on three hours tomorrow. Sunday Live starts it. Who should I start between Van Jefferson, OBJ, Sutton, and Gage ahead Bobby Trees? Yeah, you're starting Van Jefferson here. Um, Gage, I'm not into. He's one of my fades this week. Sutton, I'm not into. He's one of my fades this week. OBJ, I don't know what his role is going to be, so you're going Van Jefferson. Um, ARS day. Um, so, yeah, that's it, folks. All right, guys, listen, that's all we got for today. Listen, remember, tomorrow, make sure you're joining us. Sunday Live, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Three straight hours of start sits. We're going to do also all donations. If you guys don't have the time to sit and hang out with us for the whole show or 20 to 30 minutes while we answer your questions, there's a way you can get your questions expedited through the Super Chat function on YouTube. But if you're on Twitch, if you're on um, Periscope or any of the other streaming plat- platforms, we now have the TCK Pod Venmo. Donate a dollar. That gets you into our giveaway for tomorrow, folks. We're giving away a mini helmet signed by a very special Ram. We'll let you know tomorrow who that is. So make sure you're doing this. We're going to get some people in tonight. Make sure you're doing that, guys. Join us tomorrow for all your live start sit shows. Um, episode 499. Guys, we're coming up on 500 for the TCK pod. Shout out to the Fantasy Focus YouTube channel. Make sure you're following us on there as well. Um, make sure you're you know, following us on Instagram and all that stuff too. But that's it, folks. Listen, I'm tired. All our shows... Are brought to you by on I'm brought to you by Bet Online AG on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Bobby Lamarco, once again your host for an hour and ten minutes, folks. I gave you all the player trends, all the key injuries for tomorrow. Make sure you're joining us because we'll have more updates in the morning. I appreciate you guys, Zach, Jason, Zach. Appreciate the donation, man. We'll get you in for that mini helmet tomorrow. We are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.